Accredited Master Coach, Speaker, Author, and Podcaster. Welcome to my podcast, The Can Do Way. My guests from across the globe have can do stories of growth, resilience, and success to share. Tune in and be inspired by these individuals who have developed a strong can do approach. Each one of their stories is unique, each one of their stories has a key message. In this episode of The Can Do Way, I'm talking to Elisa Colangeli, engineer, artist, soul painter and storyteller. From Italy, Elisa is a wife, mother of two boys and an environmental engineer working full-time in a regional environmental protection agency. Three years ago, Elisa realised that it was time to do something for herself. She started dedicating time to make art systematically, learning to use different media such as charcoal, acrylic and oil paints. Her inspiration comes from people, especially women. She is interested in interpreting and understanding their inner world made of dreams, fears, hopes and rebirth. Through her art, Elisa invites women to be proud of their past, enjoy the present and face the future with joy. Life is her muse, with ideas often coming from a poem, a book, a sentence in a newspaper, or a chat with a friend. Welcome to the show today, Elisa. Hello, Gail, and thanks for the invitation. I'm very happy. Oh, lovely. Let's let's find out about your life then, Elisa. If you can take the listeners on a short walk through your life to give them a glimpse of how, where you came from and what got you started with the beautiful art and creativity that you now deliver and help women with. Okay. Uh, well, Gail, I am uh, I'm not a newborn artist. So when I was a child, I uh, barely knew the difference between a pen and a pencil uh, <laughs> because I really I didn't attend the kindergarten because I was very ill and my mother decided to keep me at home and far away from other kids which was quite heavy for a young girl no and when i started going to school well i had uh, the first (laughs) big meeting with the words so Mm -hmm. i learning to write and read for me it was um, like a discovery of the the new world no New, new world made of self-expression and so open possibilities to see and to tell what you feel inside. Um, I basically draw uh, ordinary things all along my life, always at school, and I really didn't have any formal education in art, and still I haven't. Uh, my meeting with art is quite recent, and about three years ago I... Uh, I decided that my uh, full-time job uh, was draining so much energy from me and uh, I am involved in waste management and wastewater treatment and, you know, technical stuff, which is brilliant because I really uh, think that my job is uh, fantastic because we really help environment and we keep environment green and safe from pollution. 
But at mm. the same time, I had lost a side of me, which was the, you know, the creative one uh, made of poetry and uh, literature and whatever is connected to beauty in, mm -hmm. somehow. And so I decided to to learn how to paint when a friend of mine on one Sunday afternoon came to visit me and she brought with her some uh, canvas and oil paints and she started to tell me how she was enthusiastic about her uh, art uh, course she was attending and she was learning a lot of things and so she proposed to me to have a try but I was so scared about using those colors and, <laughs> you know, the meat, turpentine smelled bad. And uh, I just looked at her, at her painting and uh, as some, uh, something which is quite common in my case, I always look before doing. So I prefer to, to watch someone who is able to do something before that I have my try. Mm -hmm. After that, uh, I. I kept on thinking that it could be a way to to have my me time because at the same uh, at the same time I had two children and they were growing of course but they uh, still all my time <laughs> and uh, I wanted to have you know 30 minutes a day for me or to do something that could bring me joy in addition to the family and, and the work. And so I decided to uh, start looking for information. If it was possible to follow an art course in my town, I am based in central Italy in a small town. And I, it was immediately clear that uh, there were not so many opportunities, especially because the in-presents classes were held in, at night. Mm -hmm. and I could not leave my, my kids and I could not abandon the family, no? Uh, you know, Italians are very close to, <laughs> to family. We, we, have a st we, we really struggle in finding a balance and uh, I, I am like this. And so I decided to look online. So I, um, I really uh, moved into technology in order to have uh, a chance to learn art. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. So I started to follow some online classes uh, from the basic and beginner level one, once uh, to, to move to more skilled uh, uh, techniques, basically. And that's my story. So it's quite an evolution, uh, an evolutive process. And I'm on the way. Uh, at the beginning, you just copy. Uh, you just find that something is interesting and you want to reproduce it as you see it. And it's, this is the immediate way to, to learn technical mm -hmm. skills, mm -hmm. just copy. Uh, but uh, as you go along the way uh, and the can do way, I can say, uh, you realize that you have something to say. And in my case, it was quite clear from the beginning because I really didn't pay attention and I had no desire about, for example, painting landscapes or still lives. It was not my, um, uh, my love, my desire. I felt driven to people, as you said in the introductory talk. 
and uh, especially women because I am a woman and so I really wanted to achieve by my portraits a sort of uh, not only painting the physical appearance of a certain person but mm -hmm. going and deeper and deeper and achieve um, and touch the soul of the person and put it on canvas yeah. this is my this is my uh, aim my my main goal that i want to achieve when i am commissioned of a portrait or when i start painting on my own because i want to express something that is beautiful to, to touch the soul of the person, as you said. And I, I love that proud moment where you just described that you realised you had something to say and you're using that, that vehicle of art to, to get your voice out there. And I know that the listeners will take from your introduction there about how you have got to where you're at today. And people will be able to really relate to elements of it, whatever their background is as well. But I just wanted to, to go back to the point where you said you were, you decided that you wanted to learn to paint. And even though as a small child you had been always somebody who drew and you were, you obviously had um, that wonderful creative side to you, but you at first feared using those mediums. When, when you, say, first painted your first portrait then, Elisa, yeah. was there any fear of you getting that out for the first time? How did it feel to actually show your first portrait to people? Showing up is, um, is a core problem for artists and I know because I am aware and there are not many people that are excellent artists that are really af afraid of showing up their their creations um i don't know why but i, I was never able to i uh, was never afraid of uh, showing up uh, maybe because i am quite used to to speak to people to have a sort of public um, relevance in my job mm -hmm. and i am not afraid of people uh, uh, at the beginning, I didn't show publicly on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I was in uh, groups uh, uh, for for learners, so uh, the good uh, uh, environment because uh, everyone encourages you, and you can have a lot of uh, positive vibes from other people and fellow artists that are learning as you are. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you you just put it out there, so. Uh, really, if you stop thinking what would be the consequences of showing up, maybe you will never start. So mm -hmm. I learned by my experience that imperfect action is uh, better than a perfect and delayed and delayed and procrastinated mm -hmm. action, uh, you know, that you can't uh, even... Uh, um, set in your calendar because you are just postponing that until uh, <laughs> you know 2030 maybe and um, I, I feel so touched when I look back at my first portraits because they are so, so very very simple very basic and full of mistakes but really doesn't matter because uh, they are my starting points. So mm -hmm. every step is precious and every step is worthy of 
remembering. And sometimes I repurpose my uh, first uh, pieces of art because I want people to understand that even in a limited time, because in my case, uh, it's quite a short time and also considering a full life. So I, I'm not a full-time artist yet. Mm. Maybe someday mm. I will become, but not mm. yet. Yeah. Everyone yeah. can do something to stay creative and you can embrace creativity in so many ways, not necessarily painting or drawing, mm. but even pl playing an instrument or writing a poem. So everything is uh, uh, is welcome if you think about how to embrace creativity. Mm. You don't have to be uh, 100% uh, devoted to art or you have to be an art expert to become creative. Indeed, I agree with you because everything that we do in life is some form of art, whether we speak, we write, we sing, we dance, whatever it is, but it's still a way to to be creative and, and um, sometimes even just sitting there and not speaking or not doing anything is still creative because you're allowing yeah. your mind to be free as well. So I love the way that you brought it together by saying that it's about being imperfectly perfect. You know, there is no such thing as perfection. And you, you described the fact that you... Um, had your first paintings and you do reflect on those and show those to people as well about where you come from but where you're at now these three years later is is progress so what would you say you've learned about yourself more than anything in these last three years um, in terms of your ability and and what do you really feel is showing up in your art now that wasn't showing up in the beginning I have become aware of the potential that art has, in, an intrinsic potential of changing lives mm -hmm. and giving messages, uh, which was quite uh, unknown to me, even if I have been studying art history for all my life. So I really know uh, a lot about how um, thoughts and uh, uh, you know, um, mass culture can be influenced by art. But uh, even if, uh, of course, I'm not concerned and I don't want to change <clears throat> um, a nation or <laughs> the world, but a person after person after person can really take something good maybe from my uh, pieces of art, especially mm -hmm. if you are a woman and you realize that you are worthy of being celebrated by a portrait itself. Mm -hmm. um, um, I think that uh, um, uh, as women, we uh, face every day so many challenges and because we are wives, we are uh, daughters and mothers, we are caregivers, we are professionals uh, as you, as me. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it's really uh, hard to be judged and be seen authentically because people tend to see ourselves covered with labels and labels and labels. And mm -hmm. so uh, if a portrait can help to take off those labels and uh, unveil the soul that is hidden behind layers of you know, behavior and uh, stereotypes sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, well... Mm -hmm. I am happy to do the job 
and I'm the right person that you can look for if you want to achieve yeah. such uh, such a goal. Yeah, that's a beautiful revelation, and and thank you for sharing it in the way you shared it because it's about it's about transformation, as you said, and you you have grown as an artist, but you're you're looking into your work so much deeper. But by you looking into it and being more aware you're also allowing your audience to look deeper into themselves and see that that true reflection of who they are and what what makes their life so unique so that they too as you said can can pursue the dreams that they have get rid of those fears and they can be hopeful about their their current lives and their future as well so it's it's a beautiful a beautiful transition that has happened for you in the last three years. So you talk about the fact that you are um, somebody, you, you said before that art was and, and painting was time for you and time that you could do something for yourself that would bring you some joy. And you mentioned that you are a mother and you have a full-time job. So so how do you how do you make that all work? So how do you bring it together and with that can-do mindset to say, you know, I can be that professional woman. I can be a, a good wife to my husband. I can be a great mother to my children and be present for them. Yet at the same time, I can still make time to paint. I think I am lucky because uh, in my family, everyone is really supporting my um my artist growth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, my husband is an architect he is an art teacher at schools uh, as well and he is the first who gives me ideas and really gives me a lot of strength and when it's uh, um and when his his help it's help is his help his help is needed um mm-hmm. he is always ready to offer Mm-hmm. And my kids as well are so wonderful and they understand that when I have to work and have some concentration and they are really ready to close the door and let me think a little bit in silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's uh, like uh, organizing and scheduling a daily routine for everybody is not easy, as you can imagine, but um, at the moment, I decided to expand my uh, uh, art practice, including some techniques that allow me to stay not in my studio, as I usually create, but mm-hmm. sitting at the table where they do their homework so that I can look at them and uh, help if, uh, if they need me. Mm-hmm. Uh, watercolor is an excellent way, for example, to or markers are very good if you want to make some simple art and at mm-hmm. the same time you want to watch a tv program of, or whatever you want but mm-hmm. basically everything is possible because i have encouragement and support from my uh, family entourage yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's wonderful as as you said your husband is an artist himself as well being an architect and then being involved with design mm-hmm. so you you have a very creative um creative language that exists between the two of you, whether it's uh, voiced or within your mindset as well. So there is that that fantastic support circle that you have around you. And obviously your children are a direct result of their environment, so they 
give you that time and space just as much as you give them their time and space as well. So it's a, a wonderful message to be sharing about saying, you know, you can make it happen. You can um, live a harmonious life. Yes, of course, there's challenges, there's diaries and there's um, responsibilities and expectations that come along with it, but you can make it work and you have you have very much shared that with everybody. So how many um, paintings have you now done in your three years, Elisa? What's what's the number you're at now? Maybe about 30 paintings. I am um, quite <laughs> a slow painter mm-hmm. because I find that uh, it's quite um, energy consuming. Mm-hmm. I put a lot of mental energy in painting, so I am not fast painter, but uh, maybe I'm not the most productive one either. Um, if if I plan to be fast and I have time to do, then I can speed up a little bit. But um, uh, I, I don't rush. I have mm-hmm. no I have no reason to rush. No, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when uh, I have a commission, I really want to spend the time that is really devoted to the to the person that uh, is uh, is trusting me so so much mm-hmm. uh, some of them uh, were sold some of them are still with me I'm not attached to my painting so I'm very happy when a person finds uh, a right one for him or her and uh, they can go to their forever home that's wonderful because you put the heart into it while you're creating it for them and then they have gifted it a heart to put it in their home that they can love it, um, looking at it every time they walk past or, or see it um, in, their, in their residence. So um, that is wonderful as well. So what do you, what do you think your, um, your passion for the art and, and making time to do your art is, is actually showing your children for their future? So you're, you're working full time you're looking after them, but you're making time to be an artist as well. What, what do you think it's actually showing your children? Uh, I think that uh, the biggest lesson, I have two sons, so uh, the biggest lesson that I can give is that uh, a mother is not forced to cook and tidy the house 24 hours a day but she can have uh, her own life, her own interests, her own friends that she can speak to anytime and that there are many people who can look for me for professional purpose and they can be a part of my joy because the most, um, I think, collaborative way to grow together as a family is when we are happy for other people's success Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think that um, my children are quite proud of me last uh, Friday I was able to join a tv show (laughs) Mm -hmm. for example and they looked uh, they watched tv when I was there and so as I came back home they say oh mommy I finally I understood what you do with your (laughs) they really needed to see me talk on TV to understand to have a clear idea what what is my about what is my message and stuff like this so it's quite interesting because of course they they look at me uh, and they learn from me because you you see them mix paint and mess 
my house up uh, seven days a week. But it was quite interesting that they realized the message just when they saw me far by and filtered by a TV screen, no? Wonderful. What a beautiful story. And they, their mum is <laughs> their mum is now a TV star. And, and as you say, they now understand exactly what you do and um, and why you do it as well. So that's a that's a wonderful example of that can-do mindset so that you are showing people and, and the way that you're the way that you are creating this life that you're leading, Elisa, as well, through your art, but also your your connection to helping to be environmentally friendly in your full-time work and your you're sharing with the listeners that you are not afraid to to get up there and get things done and, and have a voice and, and by having a voice you're using art to have that voice as well. But it's a, a, a fantastic role model for your sons um, and also for the women whose lives you touch and those around you who gain a lot of joy from your work. So what's your latest inspiration? Where did that come from? As I said in the introduction, sometimes it's a poem, maybe a book or something you've read. Where did your where's your latest piece of inspiration come from? My last, latest collection is dedicated to the inner child. Mm-hmm. So the part of our soul that never wants to grow up. It's okay. like an eternal Peter Pan. So again, mm-hmm. uh, coming back to books and movies and um, uh, I painted uh, a series of portraits based on um, uh, the um, memories and suggestions that can come from our past. Mm-hmm. I know and I'm, I am perfectly aware that childhood can bring both good and bad memories, of course, because a lot of us are not so lucky that can have only good and wonderful mm-hmm. memories. Sometimes mm-hmm. there is trauma hidden and and so going back to the past uh, is not so pleasant. But I think that Every one of us has has got at least one sweet memory. And sometimes we just look at this and uh, say, oh, I wish I could go back for just maybe 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, leave it again and again. And that's why I decided to dedicate my latest collection to the inner child. And uh, uh, it was a good uh, inside. the travel, so going deep and deep. I have taken some symbols of my childhood and some other symbols to relate uh, uh, to general messages. And uh, uh, you can find uh, all information on my website, of course. Wonderful. I look forward to seeing some of your shots that you post on uh, LinkedIn as well, Elisa. So yes. I'm sure other people can can have a look for you. We'll put your um, contact details in the show notes as well. So I come to the stage of the interview, Elisa, where I'd love you to share your three can-do tips with the audience. So the things that really perhaps inspire you or you have as life mantras to keep that can-do spirit alive. My first can-do tip is that you don't need many art supplies to be creative, to become, to be creative, because everything you need is a pencil and a piece of paper. And you can start doodling anytime and anywhere uh, without buying a lot of stuff that you will never know how to use. 
My second kind of tip is that you can find inspiration in everything. So uh, listen to your favorite song and uh, uh, look at your favorite painting or uh, uh, read your favorite poem and you will have the strength to uh, embrace creativity on your own. And the third one is to approach creativity. Um, after that you have journaled maybe um, negative thoughts and um, whatever can bring you far from uh, being happy when you create. Because uh, if you put apart your negative feelings, you will be ready to shine in your creations. Wow, I like that because that's that transformation, isn't it? And and yeah. using the power of it to actually um, give even more power to your your creative spark. That's that's a really interesting way of looking at it. But I particularly love that second one you shared about the fact that you can find inspiration in everything. You know, as I completely agree with you, when you look around you, when you catch something just a small glimpse of something that can really just explode uh, ideas in you and then it's about capturing those ideas you you use the yeah. medium of art i i will write um or i will create something and it's just it, it is you can spark that joy in you and in others by just really becoming aware of um everything that's around you so thank you so much for those three wonderful wonderful tips and my final question for you then, Elisa, is why do you feel a can-do attitude is absolutely essential? I think that uh, being open-minded and having a can-do attitude is um, the first step to be to have a, a, a rich life. Um, I think that we should use all our skills to be happy at first, but also to have, to make the, the world a little bit better. Uh, everyone can do something. And um, with an open mind and uh, taking our small piece of responsibility is the first step to change the things. Not only relating to others on saying, okay, someone else will do my job, Everyone can do his job. Wonderful. What a way to sum up what's been a, a really beautiful last half hour. You tell your story with so much warmth and, and true passion and it brings me a lot of joy and I know it will bring my listeners a great deal of joy as well to know that Art is your chosen way of, of having your voice and, and having something to say, uh, as you said in the conversation we've had now. But I really think that you shared that you said your art, you, you do it because you want to touch the soul of the person, but I think you've touched the soul of many people listening today and uh, I just want to say thank you so much for being my guest on The Can Do Way today. Thank you so much to you, Gail. It's, it's a privilege, really. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do you live and breathe a can-do attitude? 
have an inspiring perspective, a life-changing experience, or intriguing story to share? Always curious, and with an insatiable appetite for a good yarn, I invite you to be my guest. Do get in touch via my website, gailmgibson.com. The Can Do Way podcast, refreshing, positive and real.